Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. And at the Working Fans Podcast, this is just a podcast that three lifelong fans created to have a place to talk comedy and pro wrestling. Now, our comedy podcast releases every Tuesday, while our wrestling podcast releases every Thursday. We release bonus episodes under the moniker Working Fans Presents every now and then. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, any major podcast provider. The important thing is just please like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to us. Now, we have started a new thing. We are now on Amazon and Audible. So those episodes release every Monday. And that's kind of going through the archives and just releasing our old episodes in a new area. So if you want to live through the process with us again, take that journey with us again. You can find us over on Amazon and Audible. If you can't get enough of us in the audio form, check out our YouTube. It's youtube.com slash C slash Working Fans Wrestling Pod, or just search Working Fans Podcast on YouTube. We have the whole archive is up there. And if you listen to the Working Fans Podcast, you are more than familiar with the 531. That is our signature segment where we take your top five list on a particular subject, vote it down to a top three, and then debate it down to a top one. If you want to hear three guys talk shit about comedy, wrestling, life, anything, you will enjoy the Working Fans Podcast. Find us on Twitter, that's at fansworking. Facebook, Working Fans Pod. We've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast and for any ideas that you might have. That's workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram where you can keep up with us at workingfanswrestling underscore pod and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82designs, 482designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82designs, at F-O-U-R, 82designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, we divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. All right, everybody. It's the Combat Cast with the man called Dave and Chevy. And today, we got a little mini 531 Chevy because I pulled this out last second. We're going to do top UFC pay-per-views of all time. Well, our favorite pay-per-views, so so probably a lot of them is going to be personal. You had to kind of throw this up today. How was it? Did you struggle, or how did this go? <laughs> I had, I struggled remembering when fights happened and mm. uh, on what cards and stuff, so I had to do a little bit of research to see what was on what number cards, but uh, 
the fights I remember. Yeah, that's what the guy was kind of looking at. Now I only got I got two lists besides ours. I'm just gonna hit him up. All right, we got the man called Cran. All right, he's got UFC 144, his first fight card. UFC 166, Gilbert Melendez and Sanchez fight. Okay, absolute war between them. JDS and Kane, flyweight KO, flyweight KO, heavyweight KO, Cormier one. Okay, so he's just throwing me some random stuff here. <laughs> but that was UFC 166. I'm gonna check that out. UFC 173, Dillashaw gets the belt. Also, Cormier and Lawler won. Yay. <laughs> UFC 187, crazy fight with Cormier versus Rumble. Sharoni head kick knockout. Crazy fight with Brown and Avalosky. I remember that one. And UFC 189, Jeremy Stevens, Dennis Bermudez, the Red King fight, and the crazy end of the round knockout by McGregor. So I'm talking to you before. I know 189 is going to be on both our list. Yeah. Did any other of these make your list here? I don't think so. Okay, so we'll just move right on to Randy then. Randy's got UFC. He just gave me the names. So we got UFC 49, UFC 100, 189, UFC 205, and UFC 116. Randy going to go back further than all of us, I think, with UFC 49. I'm kind of curious. I know that 100 card, that would have to be Lesnar and Mir, I think. yeah. Yeah, and then GSP was on that card, I'm sure, too. UFC 49. Okay, Randy Couture, Vitor Belfort, Joe Riggs versus Joe Dorkison. Joe Riggs. Yeah. Chuck Liddell versus Vernon White. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, that's going back a little ways. So, all right. So. Who was on 205? 205 was a big card, I think, too. Yeah, let's take a look at that real quick, too. I didn't have 205. Ooh, okay. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Our boy, Connie Asada, was at this card. All right. Conor McGregor, Eddie Alvarez becomes a two-weight class champion. That's right. Woodway versus Thompson. This is the one the majority decision for Woodway. Or is that a majority draw? I think that was the draw. Yeah, it's a draw. Yep. And then Jacek and Carolina was also mm-hmm. on that card. And then Romero with the flying knee to Chris Weidman. Poor Weidman. Poor yeah. Weidman. And then Misha yeah, split takes... him open real bad. And yeah. He was bleeding real bad. And he was winning that fight, I think, too. Yeah. That's also the one where he was telling Bisping at the end, I love you. And Bisping yeah, oh, yes. pointing needles at his ass. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Raquel Pennington retired Misha Tate at the time of his card until recently. Mm-hmm. And then Frankie Edgar and Jeremy Stevens which I think Stevens, I think Edgar had to come back. I think Edgar was winning this fight, but he got caught at one point at a survivor round. And, oh, man, Habib Nurmagomedov versus Michael Johnson. I remember this one because Habib got clipped a little bit, and everybody made a big deal. Early, early. Yeah, he beat the crap. I remember him just beating up Johnson and just saying, what are you doing? You know I deserve this. Just he's talking off. to Dana through the cage. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to do this to your boy. Yeah, you son. about Connor. Oh, my God. Some names I haven't heard in a while. Tim Boach on that card. Oh, Tim Boach, yeah. Yeah, Jim Miller. He's probably fighting bare knuckle somewhere or something now. Surprised he's not. So, that was a good card. Thank you for sharing that. 205, was that on uh, Crane's list? But, no, he didn't have 205. I mean, that's a good one. I wish I had that. All right. So, before I go to you, I'll, I'll got my cards here. I got UFC 189. Not really going to look at my notes. Well, I'll look at some of my notes for this one. That was my honeymoon. So that was a big card for me. That was also, I mean, 
Connor versus Chad Mendez. He's supposed to be fighting Aldo, but Aldo pulled out with an injury. But oh my god, the fucking walkouts. The walkouts. Yeah, yes. I was just gonna say that. Con- so good. Sinead Connor's coming out with Sinead and Connor. Foggy Dude song. Yeah. Mendez had that country boy will survive thing. But it was just it was good though, because it was just great that they had these two opposite walkouts. And man, obviously Robbie Law, Roy McDonald was one of the greatest fights of all time. We've talked about that. But uh, as Cran mentioned, Jeremy Stevens and Dennis Bermudez doesn't get some love on that. Stevens comes back with a flying knee when that fight. Gunnar Nelson, a rear naked choke on Brandon Thatch. Thomas Almeida, also a flying knee with uh, on Brad Pickett. Matt Brown. Okay, so here's a funny story. Matt Brown guillotines chokes Tim Means. What's funny about that is I was in the back area meeting people. And I was talking to CM Punk at the time. <laughs> and CM Punk leaned over to me because I think he was doing something else. And we had talked a little bit, got separated. And then he leaned over and goes, hey, what happened there? Who won that? I was interested in that fight. And I was like, Matt Brown finished him with some elbows. And he's like, ah, oh, that's what I was hoping for. Love Matt Brown. And I thought to myself, you know what? Whether he wins or loses, CM Punk is a hardcore MMA fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, because that's exactly the right thing. Uh, Cody No Love was on this card early. Went to a decision against a guy named Henry Bionez. And I remember this because he promised us the knockout. And he said, one time he didn't knock anybody out on the way up. And I'm like, you let us down, Cody. <laughs> but let's see. I also got on my here. I got UFC 165. All right. Now, not even looking at the rest of this card. The reason why I had this on was John Jones and Alexander Gustafson. It was the first card. And I remember thinking to myself, I just had this feeling Gus was an interesting fight for him. And uh, people were laughing at this, saying, like, <clears throat> you know, what's the you know, what's the big hype about this fight? Gus is tall. You know, like, what are we doing? We're trying to find ways to make it interesting because we know Jones just dominates. Well, Chuck, Gus was more than tall in this fight. He oh, yeah. brought it. A lot of people thought he won this fight. It was a close fight. And it was a fight here. And the crowd was electric. I want to say this was in Canada. Yep, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And, you know, some other fights in this card, too. Henning Brown. Hennenborough spinning back kick on Eddie Wyland. Hennenborough would have been the Bantamweight champion at that time, I believe. Yeah. And then, hey, get this heavyweight fight. Brendan Schraub submits Matt Mitrione with a dart stroke. <laughs> That's now they're buddies. Yeah, now they're buddies, yeah. But, uh, early on the card, too, Habib Nurmagomedov defeats Pat Healy by decision. Also early on the card, Steve Wonderboy Thompson with uh, KO over Chris Clements. And that's going to say, that'll be it for notable fights on this card. But UFC 165 for that reason. <clears throat> I got UFC 141. Like, Cran had 144. I had 141 because that was the first major pay-per-view I watched. Watched it at Buffalo Wild Wings. It was Brock Lesnar versus Alistair Overeem. Brock's coming back for the first time since the Kane loss after being sick with diverticulitis. And Overeem is coming in his first fight in the UFC after all the hype of winning championships everywhere and you know quick fight over him kicks him in the kidney and it, we're done but man the atmosphere in that wild wings for the lesnar walkout and everything that was about to happen was just electric people were buzzing i remember gina carano was in the crowd mm-hmm. and just good stuff nate diaz beat donald cerrone earlier on the card johnny hendrix beat john fitch gustison was on that card yeah so i mean Good stuff. UFC 141. All right, so we're going to add one more to that list. I got UFC 236. All right, I'm going to add a couple more. I'm going to say And it's going to be uh, Holly, uh, Holloway and Poirier 2. 
was on that. One of the greatest fights of all time. And one of the other greatest fights of all time was on that card as well. Style Bender and Kelvin Gastelum. That's right. Um, so there's two just tremendous fights on that card. And they really make that card. And Nikita Krylov was on this card. He had a rear naked choke over OSP. You know, there's some good stuff on there. Hill Muhammad defeated Curtis Millinder. But, yeah, th- those top two fights we're talking about. I, I, th- I believe this pay-per-view is going to make your card. So I'll let you talk a little bit about it. But... I added two more, actually. All right, so 178 is on my list here. I don't know if this one's going to make yours, but this is Demetrius Johnson versus Chris Caruso. All right, this is uh, Kimura. He gets here in round two. But Donald Cerrone takes on Eddie Alvarez. All right, Alvarez is debuting in time. Conor McGregor, who's on his way up, knocks out Dustin Poirier. All right. And then we had Yoel Romero defeating Tim Kennedy. This is a fight where Romero stayed on the stool too long. Yes. <laughs> uh, yep. Look at this card. Um, right below that, Kat Sagano defeats Amanda Nunes. This is the one where she came back, the TKO Amanda Nunes. She has that scream, too, that primal scream when she wins the fight again. Yeah, brain damage from that fight. Oh, she did? <laughs> yeah. So she won, but she lost. Yeah, her career is never the same after that. Yeah. 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 And uh, getting back to that Romero fight, too, that's the one where. Uh, we asked Romero, why did you stay on the stool? And he just responded, I'm sorry. <laughs> One of the great lines in MMA. Dominic Cruz had returned after several years off on this one and defeated Takeya Mizugaki with TKO punches. Jorge Masvidal defeated James Krause on this card. Wonderboy Thompson was also on this card, defeated Patrick Cody. Uh, young Kevin Lee was on this card. So 178 is a sleeper of a card. I also had to have on here, this was just a big Wild Wings moment. You know, we used to go here all the time. UFC 173, TJ Dillashaw dismantling, upsetting, Hen and Burrell and winning the Bantamweight title. This was, TJ was kind of our boy. We kind of followed him on the Ultimate Fighter and stuff. And I remember a couple people just showing up that night. We were all watching this and it was just electric the performance he put on Cormier was on there too he did a rear naked choke on Dan Henderson after he slammed him Robbie Lawler stopped Jake Ellenberger on here James Krause defeated Jamie Varner Mike Chiesa defeated Francisco Trinidad Tony Ferguson was on this card so some good undercard talent on this card we're going to hear a lot more about in the future but yeah UFC 173 rounded up my list so it's a good list so what do you got for me buddy we're gonna have a couple of the same cards on there. So I got UFC 217. That's GSP's return mm. after his first retirement or whatever. Yeah. Um, he returned to middleweight to fight Michael Bisping for the middleweight belt and uh, defeated him rear naked choke. That uh, also had TJ versus Cody, the first fight on there. And TJ yeah. knocked Cody out and they had all that heat. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a great fight. And Rose Namajunas defeats... Yoano, who we thought was unbeatable at the time. Yeah. Um, we, th- we thought possibly she might beat her, you know, w- catch her with some sort of submission or whatever, but she came out and made her tap to strikes, which yeah. was, you know, amazing. Um, Hence, Cormier invented the Thug Rose! Thug Rose, Thug Rose. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. So th- I remember being super hyped for that one. And next one is UFC 202. So Connor, I think, was supposed to be on that UFC 200 card, and you know that that card was cursed. Obviously, they had a bunch of issues, but he ended up yeah. on the 202 card versus Nate for the their second fight. Mm. You know, 
thought that, that was a great fight. You know, one of the yeah. best ever. And yeah, uh, Connor, one of Connor's best performances too, because like he went the whole five rounds and I mean, I don't he looked think he tired. Enough, he was, yeah. he was running at some points, but yeah, he knocked yeah. me down a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know we're not. Yeah, you know, we kind of jumped off the Connor bandwagon here a little bit. We used to be, but like that time, I have to say to give Connor his due, like that might be his best performance. I know some people didn't think he won, but I mean, when you think about going the full five rounds, knocking Nate down and hanging in there, coming back, taking some punches like that, that's arguably his best performance right. in terms of just showing heart, at least. Yeah. That one also had Rumble and Anthony Rumble Johnson knocked out our uh, fan favorite Glover. Yeah. Mm, I had one of those uppercuts in like 13 seconds or something. And then Cowboy defeated Rick Story. I don't know if you remember this, but it's like a highlight reel combination mm. where he hits him with like two punches, a leg kick, and then kicks him in the face or something. Yeah. Um, that, that was a great combo. I just remember that card. Next card is UFC 229. So that was mm. Connor and Habib. Obviously, the all the buildup and everything, the fight, you know, could be wobbled Connor. And obviously, in the, I think it was the fourth round, Connor missed a mission. All the jump in the cage afterwards and all that I can deal without, but it was an exciting card. I had uh, Tony Ferguson versus Sergio Pettis on there, mm. which was a great fight before Pettis broke his hand. And it also had Derek Black Beast beating Volkov, who, yeah, you know, oh. Volkov was beating him the whole fight, and Derek did what Derek does and landed a fight with, like, or a punch with, like, 11 seconds left and knocked him out. This is the infamous, my balls was hot. My balls was hot, that's right, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> nice. And then we had UFC 236, which we both had, the, the Max and Dustin 2. Yeah. You know, obviously that was Max's coming up to lightweight for the first and only time so far. And I, I read recently that Dustin said Max was his toughest opponent because he was so game. I, I don't know about that because he, he lost to Khabib, so... I'd mm. say maybe, maybe he might have some tougher opponents, but yeah. obviously the uh, Kelvin. It might have been. The, I, I could be wrong. I thought it was the toughest opponent he ever beat. So, I might be. I might yeah. have been. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. Right. 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 And obviously the Kelvin Gaslam versus Stylebender, which might be the best middleweight fight of all time. Mm. And uh, my number one is UFC 189. You know, the Connor versus Mendez for the same reasons, the walkout. I mean, it wasn't my honeymoon, but the walkout. <laughs> still walkout. on your <laughs> Yeah, yeah, still there. Good. Yeah. Good. My favorite fight of all time is is that Robbie Lawler versus Roy McDonald fight. Where, you know, just how busted up they got. And both guys were hurt. And, you know, the staring each other down. down and spraying blood in the octagon. And yeah. that, that's probably my number one card. I just want to throw out there as an honorable mention, UFC one. Okay. Just mm. because it's iconic and, you know, hoist Gracie do what he did, you know, in a UFC that had almost no rules and no weight classes. So, yeah. you know, we wouldn't be where we are here without UFC one. So, you know, it's funny. You I mentioned, that. you mentioned that and UFC 100 was on somebody's list, but nobody had UFC 200. on the list. As you that, that stupid gold canvas would have ruled it out for just that for me, but yeah, that, that, that was the one where Jones popped for something right mm. before the fight. So DC had to fight Anderson Silva and like was being real nice to him and just kind of held him down. Yeah, and then I think there was another fight on there too. Where there was a issue and it got 
canceled or postponed or something. Yeah, there were a couple. That was not a well-received yeah. card. So I think UFC 189 has to make our final three, yeah, along with UFC 236, just for those two awesome fights. And then I'm going to say, even though I don't know how much love it got, but the one you mentioned there should have been on there was the Garden card there. GSP's return with this Yeah, band. first card at the first card at the Garden also, I think, right? Well, it was or the Connor. Was that Maybe that was the earlier Connor I think the Con that was the Connor one was before yeah. that, I think. Yeah. So, but nonetheless, I mean, you could argue that one should be on there too. I mean, it's kind of funny we don't have Connor card out here. And we're not Connor. Like, this isn't like because we hate you, Connor right now, but it's like, really, like that. Like, I don't know. I just really like these cards. I just think, you know, I, honor, okay, I'll say honorable mention to the Connor Alvarez card in New York because that was also a really good card. Yeah. And you could argue that being it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with these three. You know, fight quality counts for something here, too, for our enjoyment. And, man, I think 236 just had that in abundance. I think 189 had an abundance. And I think and that was 217, the GSP one? With, yes. Uh, yeah. So I think that had a great... Just a great buzz and the exciting finishes about it. And for that reason, man, I'm having a hard time figuring out who to bounce first. I think I'm going to bounce 236 because even though it was an awesome card, I don't think it had the buzz quite of the other two cards. It wasn't a top to bottom, you know, bar. Right. It was bar. those two fights that really yeah. made that evening at the end. Mm -hmm. But yes. And yeah, 189 did have the counter factor actually. Um, because again, we're at the height of that, you know. So, and that awesome, awesome fight with Rory. That fight, that card was so good from beginning to end. And for dead man, man, that, that GSP, this big, oh man, Rose and Dijacek. And man, I, you know what? USC 189 was my honeymoon. I'm going to take the biases out. I kind of think I'm going to lean towards 217 here. I was thinking the same thing. I feel like I'm biased towards 189 because yeah. I love Rory and that yeah. Robbie fight so much. But I, I think you're right. From top to bottom with the finishes and the mm -hmm. excitement, 217's probably got to get it. And there's some upsets, too. Like, you could argue all three of those fights were upset wins at the time. Like, because mm -hmm. Cody was so hot, we thought he was going to knock out TJ. And he does rock him in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then TJ comes back. We Rose was a huge upset. And even GSP to a certain level, just because this thing was bigger and GSP hadn't fought in a while. That's right. So, yeah. So, for the upset factors. Now, all right. So, that's it. 217 is going to be number one. A couple other notes before we uh, get out of here. I want to talk about today. Would we versus Paul is this weekend? We've talked a little bit about this. I believe there's a tattoo on the line here, right? If would we. <laughs> When it loses, yes, it's that a thing. I love Jake Paul on here. Yeah, I think so. Gentleman's I, agreement, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah see how that goes. <laughs> Jake Paul is actually the slight favorite. I think it's slight, but he's favorite. I have a hard time believing he's a monster favorite because I just feel like, you know, we still he's still kind of unknown. He's beaten mm -hmm. guys that aren't really boxers, and Woodley's not really a boxer. But I'm not totally sold that Jake Paul is really a boxer still. <laughs> you know, like, you can't tell me you're a boxer when you're just beating other non-boxers still. Yeah. So I think it'll be an interesting fight. My gut tells me that Woodley has more experience fighting in the gym with different strikers, and that's what we're leaning on. And I think there's going to be a pound. Now, I won't be shocked if Paul wins this time because I think they're strategic about picking these fights, but I'm going to lean towards Woodley. I don't even think it's just my heart. I really do believe that. And I'm not even hating on Paul as much as time goes on. Like, I'm not a fan of his, but there's certain things he does where, you know, where he's trying to get fighters pay and stuff like that, and he mm -hmm. trolls certain things where I'm like, all right, I kind of see that, and I kind of like that a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's really not for me still. 
but I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean towards Woodley on this one. Yeah, I think Woodley should win this fight with his, you know, experience and and you know he's been in there under the lights with world champions multiple times. You know, we say he hasn't. You know, he lost his last twenty rounds or whatever against the cream of the crop. You know, that being said, his boxing is not really what was winning in world championships. Maybe earlier on, but he, he kind of looked like he got a little bit complacent, only looked to counter and land one big right hand. So I'm hoping that, you know, he, he gets a little bit, works a little bit more on his footwork and and is the aggressor against Jake. I want to know if Jake can feel Woodley's power because he's got a lot of power. So right, this is a good test for Jake. Big mm-hmm. step up in competition, a good progression in his career. Um, I'm kind of with you on the not a giant fan of Jake Paul, like outside of the ring or whatever. Right. Um, I am interested in his progression and I feel like he's going about it the right way. Mm-hmm. He almost has a, an air of what Connor had that kind of it factor on the way up where he's sure. exciting. It's controversial. Think, Let's get yeah. people talking. Yeah. I think if he wins this fight, I, I might be on the, the Jake Paul train, you know, depending on who he fights. Let's see how it looks, too. Yeah. Yeah. See. yeah. I, I know he was calling out recently, he was calling out Jorge, which I thought was weird because they trained together, but it, yeah. it's a good next step up for him. If so. he can beat Woodley convincingly, yeah, that is a good yeah. next step. And it's a so. much better name. And the guy's smart. Like, he's not fighting, you know, legit, you know, solid 100% boxers. And he's. Fighting. He's only got three fights. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Understandable. And he's fighting, but he's fighting guys. It's he's finding guys with name talent, right, and recognition. But he's making them. But they're not boxing name recognition. Mm-hmm. There's a name in the combat sports world. And he's making them come over to fight in boxing, and they're doing it for the paycheck. Yeah. So you know, it's it's smart. Now there is a UFC card this week. Nothing really caught my eye, but the main event is Barboza, and I'm going to butcher this name. Gigi Chickades. I want to say his name. I think it's Chikazi, dude. Uh, I can't remember it now. Yeah, but uh, I, I know I know who he is. He's a great high-level kickboxer. Yes, keeps head kicking people to sleep. Yeah, I'm looking at his record now. He's 13 and two. His last loss was early in his career. He was only five and two at that point, and uh, he just had a TKO victory over cub swanson so he is actually one two three i've been sleeping on this guy he's six and oh in the ufc right now he's been and, fighting uh, on prelim cards this is his uh chance to get off those prelims and on main events you know yeah and barboza i mean he's been at featherweight for a minute now here what is this for his featherweight his second featherweight yeah two and oh at featherweight right now mm-hmm. and he's coming off that ko win over burgos who is no joke at featherweight so it just probably, even though I hadn't really hadn't paid attention, this main event definitely has potential for fireworks with that gentleman you just mentioned, kickboxing resume. I'm not going to butcher his name again. Yeah. And Barbosa's love for uh, spinny shit, as they yeah. say. As Felder so, would say, yeah. So, man, I, I, I'll have to default to you. What do you think wins this? Well, I think Barbosa's going to lose this fight. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a very tactical fight. It might be a lot of feints might be a little bit boring with short bursts of very exciting things yeah um if it goes to the ground barbosa probably has the edge but i don't think it will so i I think it'll be a five-round decision for gg we'll talk about next week's fight card too a little more 
emphasis on that one. I will save that. But Derek Brunson versus Darren Till is coming up. And uh, I'm excited for that fight because I feel like this is a great like fight for Till because mm-hmm. Brunson's dangerous. And Brunson, you know, he's got wrestling and he's got hands, but he's never quite made it to that next level. And Till has flirted with that next level. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. We're both Till fans. I think if Till gets by this one, hopefully looking for some interesting stuff. We got a little ways before the next pay-per-view, right? UFC 266, September 25th. Man, I feel mm-hmm. like there was quite a bit of distance in here from uh, the last Big gap, yeah. Yeah. So we're really going to miss that. <laughs> uh, so also starting tomorrow. Well, it'll be on the 27th. So mm-hmm. there's a PFL event too. So okay. a, a guy I'm really high on, he was on the contender series, but didn't, you know, quote unquote, go for the finish. Brennan oh. Lockney. Yeah. He's uh, he's fighting a uh, 17 and one go Kai Bulev, a wrestler, you know, mm-hmm. sounds like a wrestler name, but uh, yeah, it does. He, this is the PFL playoffs for featherweight. So I'll be tuning into that one on ESPN plus. Yeah, Kara Harrison just came off an impressive victory, and people are talking about her now. Like, she's getting a little buzz about it. She's talking about that nobody can stop her takedown. Like, I don't care who you are, you know, man or woman, like, you're not stopping my takedowns. And she said Stylebender couldn't stop her takedowns. Stylebender, that's what, yeah. And she had a great line, too, where she said, everybody's talking about the puzzle. There's no puzzle. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to beat you up. That's it. Yeah. Spoiler. And I was like, it's pretty good. Now, the issue with her, though, is now she's so big, right, that – like, she's fighting at lightweight, which is no lightweight. There's barely a featherweight women's division in the UFC. Right, they randomly bring a person in or a bantamweight mm-hmm. goes up to fight Manny Nunes and lose. I think I'd like to see, in a perfect world, maybe she uh, wins a million dollars in PFL, whatever, and that's her contract, and maybe she can get a fight with Chris Cyborg, and they can meet at a catchweight or something in Bellator. And, you know, if she wins, then... Man, maybe we get that man a Nunez fight someday too. Who knows? But they're training partners. So I know at Kayla's last event, like her last win, like Nina and Oh wow. And Nunez were both there. So okay. I don't know if we'll ever get that fight. I mean, she does seem like someone who's chasing a legacy. So right. inevitably if, if you're going for legacy, you're Nunes. gonna have to fight. Yeah, you're gonna have to uh, fight Nunez. So I, I know mean, well, people have fought their training partners before, you know, but it's hard to tell how close people are or whatever. So, yeah. Well, I definitely like think that cyborg fight. fight might be within reach. Then I think Bellator yeah. would definitely be down to do that. Oh, for so. sure. And I think Kayla's contract is up after this PFL tournament after this okay. season. So, Bellator, get on that. You got to yeah. get on that. All yeah. right. I feel like you have the more attractive fight there potentially, too, mm-hmm. because I feel like they'll build that one up. Right. Because you have to see. Is the big organization. We're not really like trying to deny that, but I feel like Bellator is almost perfect for a fight like that. You know, they're really good at sweet. Like Scott Coker knows how to promote a fight like that. So, right. The UFC won't talk about all her exploits in PFL because they don't want to give any shine to PFL. So, right. Yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, I just saw, we were talking about this uh, before, I think maybe uh, off air, but Gable Stevenson too has been in the news around. And funny. Because he's been flirting with the WWE. I guess he blew off Dana White, but he is interested in the UFC. And he was at football. a Bellator event. He's was also that? been yes. offered football contracts, yes. I think, too. So. It's freaking insane. I agree with Cormier, but I'm going to take a different route. I think, 
like I think he should try to do a Bellator contract and maybe do something with AEW wrestling because I think they would allow them to do both. And I think I think with AEW, like he could just have his name in the spotlight, make some money pro wrestling, but they'll allow him to work with Bellator. And I think Bellator will give him the proper fights. Whereas I think if he goes to the UFC, I think it's going to be all about beating this guy, you know, and he's a wrestler. And will he be exciting necessarily? Maybe not. So I think, I don't think Gable should jump into UFC right away, but man, wherever he lands, I'm going to be interested in. I think for him and his career path, the UFC is the worst route for him to take. Yeah. Same reason you said they're going to throw him to the wolves and hope he can swim. I think he should, if he has legit offers for, from the NFL, that's where you're going to make your money. Go there mm. and, and play football for three years and be a multimillionaire. That's a good point. But, you know, he has he a football seems, background? I, no, I don't think so. The but fuck? <laughs> wrestler, wrestlers have great footwork. And I get it. strong and they're grinders. So, this is NFL, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're going to give him a tryout or whatever. But, oh, if, man. I think you're right, though. If he did decide to. He wanted to do MMA. Bellator is the right route, and he yeah. could do AEW, which would, you know, only increase yeah. his brand. So right, because WWE, I mean, like people don't fall for wrestling is obviously. I think everybody who watches this podcast probably falls for wrestling, but similar to UFC, they're going to want to monopolize monopolize his time a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think with AEW, they have Hager already who fights for Bellator, so I think they would be more free, and they work with other companies as it is. So I think they would probably be able to do something with Bellator. And Gabe will be able to split his time, make some money that way, and then maybe land in WWE or UFC. To me, god damn. I, like I said, I like the Bellator AEW, and if he's getting headway in Bellator, maybe go on to UFC and finish his career in WWE after mm-hmm. everything's done. If he, you know, if he builds enough shine. Obviously, you're going to take some certain amount of risks, but to me, this sounds like a kid who's not afraid to take risks, which, hey, maybe it does get him in the NFL. I just... I'm so mind blown by that. Like, just the idea, you know, because you're an awesome wrestler. I, I don't get me wrong. I get it. But, like, the combat sports, I get. You just take people down, you smother them, you beat them up. But, like, it's not, you know, you can't just beat it's, up. It's happened before that, uh, you know, top yeah. level collegiate wrestlers just get offered NFL contracts, usually like linemen for their amazing right. footwork and toughness, you know. I think Brock was close to, uh, he was on a walk-in, and he was on a He's practice. On a, yeah, yeah, Vikings. I, I've seen him right. in a Vikings jersey before. And yeah. that, was, that was basically a situation, too, where um, he hadn't been like active in combat sports either in years. And he decided to go for it after mm-hmm. years in pro wrestling. So, And even him with his athletic ability and the wrestling background, you know, did very well for himself, all things considered. He was even on, uh, I think, one of the Madden games, too, actually, which is kind of mm-hmm. funny. Brock Lesnar might be the only guy in history who's on a Madden, UFC, and WWE <laughs> video games. Yeah. So, fun stat. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week. For me and Chevy, we're out. See you. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google 
Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 